Hello, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. I haven't slept in two days. I'm all wired. Oh, my word. And you've just had coffee. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. But there we are. Oh, I've only just seen you've just sent me a, 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 a message that I've just totally ignored. Uh, oh, my God. Well, <laughs> it's funny how apropos, because when you look at it, you'll see that it's a, pa- it's a recurring pattern. People find me annoying and they like to anno- ignore me. <laughs> It's terrible, Scotty. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I don't think a thirty-minute show is long enough to go into that, John. <laughs> the list, Gosh, the list okay. is just too long. Oh my god! Well, at least you know that I managed to 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 get the Hack Day project done and the video done, and and it's just been uploaded. Um, I could talk a little bit about it. I won't. It's not going to get presented in the company until the tomorrow afternoon. And then the, the judging happens on Friday. So um, we'll have to, you know, we won't know until next week whether I've lost or not. Um, or rather to the degree to which I've lost. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Do you know what? I am currently trying to find a tweet that someone sent this week. And I normally just use TweetBot on my iPhone. And I thought, oh, a minute. I've got something going on on my iPhone. I can't just have it. So I'll come to the, the Twitter website and I'll log in um, for the first time in ages. And I'll just go to uh, the mentions uh, in there of uh, to to pick up on some tweets I wanted to quote. And boy, is this website a shit show. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, I don't think that Twitter was designed for use on the web. It's Well, isn't that where most people use it, though? I don't think so. I think the only people who use the Twitter the Twitter web client are people who are professional tweeters, you know, social media managers who use aggregation tools. I mean, I, I suppose so. I mean, but I think most tweets come from mobile apps. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really simple. I just, I just want to um, uh, get a list of mentions. Uh, well, the reason you're having a hard time finding it is because it's a very short list. It's maybe <laughs> one or. or. The website right now is like saying, how pathetic is this? <laughs> you really want us to draw a page with nothing on it? It's like, okay, well, I guess we could do that, but surely we could merch you something. Maybe there's some angry tweets from someone else that were better suited to the occasion. Or they picked up on the fact that you have gone to look for notice of of people, you know, thinking that you're alive in the world. You realize that no one cares. And now they're going to merch you all sorts of nasty, you know, come here and join these other angry, solitary folks on the web and let's create a revolution. Well, I have found it. It was under, uh, I guess it makes sense. It was under a tab that it's, I guess the problem here is the terminology in TweetBot is different. Maybe it's old terminology and therefore I didn't recognize it, but I, I found what I want now. So, so enough, enough stalling. John, shall we do, shall we do some follow up and follow on from last week? Yes, let's do that. Go ahead. Well, firstly, I think there is a worldwide conspiracy or something going on to, to cause problems because we had a, a tweet from uh, Sean Marston who said he also sent the location, he's accidentally sent his location to his wife last week. Hmm. It's, you know, that's like, that's just you, you accidentally send me your location. I accidentally send my wife location. Our, you know, one and only listener of the week sends his wife his location. That suggests there is a worldwide pandemic of notifications going on. That is interesting. Um, but that's it. You don't have to find anything else to say. I'm just telling you that's what's happened. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually curious because I, I honestly don't remember doing it. And the only thing I can think is that, you know, I have noticed that 
you know, Siri, whatever, Siri shortcuts. I think that's the general term that Apple uses for their in on device machine learning, um, which suggests things. And, and I find that they're actually good. And, you know, these types of things can only be good if you look at a lot of personal data. So I'm kind of actually really happy that that's done on device using my data because think about it. It's like, you know, you're here, you have this, I mean, there's just a wealth of stuff, especially now that, you know, the, the, uh, text extraction from pictures is amazingly good. Um, so I would, I would hate to have, you know, I would hate to have the, the type of, of data analysis that's used to do this running on my behalf, um, in a server where I have no privacy control. On the other hand, you know, it is, this is the type of thing where, you know, one false move just by, by putting the shortcut, you know, tappable when you're switching apps, for instance, because that, that's, that's my working theory. Um, because I, I notice you go to the app switcher and then that shows you the control panel and that's pretty easy to tap on something because they do things like, Hey, you, you know, usually send a message to so-and-so at this time, or this is the time when you use this app. So that's, that's what I suspected is I don't know that it's really, I don't really think it's a nefarious server driven thing, although I could be completely wrong. Who knows? Who knows? Stuff. It is a little bit, just a little bit creepy. And I wonder, you know, you know, I wonder if it was happening a bit more for some reason or has happened for a bit more, whether it's through some fault or just through some sort of, you know, feature that now you say makes easier to trigger. How many people are in serious shit because of it? <laughs> exactly. There we are. And uh, just a bit more follow-up, um, friend of the show, Joe Heck. To be honest, if, if without Joe's tweets, then our Twitter traffic probably reduced by at least 40%. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Uh, Joe, Joe said this week, um, uh, MacDevna, unfortunately, even day-to-day CI people have to look up and tinker and beat Jenkins into submission to get it working uh, the way they want it to. All those plugins is a boon and an absolute effing curse. So I just wanted, a, uh, you know, I just wanted to give some follow-up on that because last week I was just saying how much I'd forgotten. I'd spent some time 18 months ago, whatever, was setting up Jenkins and now was trying to go back again and forgotten a lot of it. So, um, do you know what I did this week, John? What did you do this week? I did what all good people do. I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a song by Yes about all good people? Now all good people should give, give up. up and go and get a job. Give up the dream. I I I sort of said to myself, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, I have better things to do in my life than learn how to fight this this clapped out piece of software called Jenkins. And so I started to um to look at alternatives and I went to a couple of the um uh uh big CI providers that are known for the Mac stuff and it's like it's I and I got something set up pretty quickly on I think I use Circle CI. Um there and, and it, it sort of worked it was fine and no we're not sort of it did work it was fine but it's very very slow for different reasons i'll go into a minute and then um and i thought what uh it was mentioned matt mentioned um uh well why don't we try github actions uh because you know they they're supposed to do this sort of thing and it supports mac os and in ios so actually it turns out GitHub Actions are really, really nice and mm. really, really easy to use. And to set up um, uh, a script to do a build and run your tests and all that sort of thing on um, on when you submit a pull request or when you push to a certain branch is really, really easy 
and the documentation is pretty good and the extensibility through third parties is really, really good. So I set up a GitHub action to when uh, we set up a PR on Moneywell. Um, it sets up our tool chain, um, does, uh, you know, checks out all our uh, Swift packages, cleans and builds all the different targets, runs the tests, and uh, doesn't release the PR until they've all passed. And that was really nice. But the only, I guess the only downside or, or trouble with, with um, uh, GitHub Actions was, you know, setting up the tool chain was a little bit slow. But obviously, because it's setting up a slice for you on some Mac device somewhere each time, uh, it has to do it from scratch every time. So I think I think at one point, doing it the way it was taking like like twelve minutes to set up the build the tool chain, and then you know three minutes to do all the builds, which is still not unreasonable, but it's there. But it turns out with GitHub Actions, um, you can host your own action provider. Um, so the machine that last week I was setting up with, um, uh, Jenkins got a bit of a wipe and you just, uh, you just download, uh, the GitHub Actions, um, clients from the GitHub and you, you set it running. Um, uh, you, you, you add it to your GitHub account and it gives you a whole bunch of keys and whatever else. And you just set it running using these keys when you set it running so it knows which account it's attached to or which repo it's attached to or which organization, depending on what you told it you wanted to do. And uh, that little piece of software sits on um, the Mac Mini that's on my desk and that looks at GitHub. And when um, you know, when we submit a PR, GitHub just it's, it gets picked up by this and the GitHub action gets run on our own little local Mac Mini. Now, of course, because it's our own dedicated piece of hardware, the build chain, you know, the build tool chain is completely set up already and exactly configured how we want it to be. So it doesn't have to do any of that. So the whole thing then to do the build, the CI build for the, uh, for the PR takes literally just a few minutes and it's lovely. Now, obviously the downside might be that, you know, sat on my desk is not necessarily, um, uh, you know, the most, um, let's say, 99.9999 way of keeping up a build server <laughs> um, uh, when, you know, it, someone could just turn it off or electricity go in my house. But the nice thing is with this GitHub Action is um, where where it gets run is just a single entry in the CI script. So because it's only set up is self-hosted. Uh, and so if for some reason the Mac Mini on my desk wasn't available or was causing trouble, just change the one line from self-hosted to I think it's you know Mac OS latest or whatever it might be in the script, and GitHub will run it itself for us um, in there on one of its slices and one of its servers and, and continue on with it. So we now have one week later complete building CI toolchain that it's easy to understand. One simple script, no Java plugins or running this, and running that, and I'm. <laughs> And 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 I'm and I'm really really happy. So what I'm what I'm going to say back to Joe is, Joe, you remain with the fucking curse if you wish. I have found <laughs> I I have found a blessing, and I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> so what you're saying, Jenkins should be you know more accurately called Jenkins or something, yeah. and that GitHub is the way and the light. I am sure. I am sure for companies with really complex setups and. Um, 
you know, needing you know to to talk to twenty seven other things in, in whatever, then maybe maybe um, you know GitHub Actions is just too lightweight. But for a small team like ours that are just trying to make sure that when you submit a PR, the tests run and it, and, and the app continues to build, um, or basically, you know, one of the things you find when you're doing um, you have developers we're quite forgetful or if not forgetful, quite lazy. So you make a change to uh, let's say, give an example in Moneywell. You, you make a change to change something in Moneywell, but it's, it's in a shared piece of code. You know, you don't always remember to go through and, you know, you think you're working on something in the Mac app, you change the shared code. Do you go and test the iPad app? Do you go and test the, you know, run the build tests and everything for the uh, iPhone app or, or even build them? Or what about the widget or what about the intents? Um, so, you know, the, the whole point of just doing this on a PR is just to, do what the developer has probably forgotten to do and just build everything and make sure it's clean and, and runs and, and, and whatever else. So, you know, that's fairly light. And if not, block the PR. You know, so it's fairly lightweight for us. Um, but I have to say, GitHub Actions seems, you know, it could be, I mean, we're using it very lightweight, but it seems it could be uh, a lot more. And their Mac OS setup is pretty um, uh, pretty good. When you when you get your, if you use GitHub's own, when you get a slice, it's already got um, homebrew installed. So, if your build chain involves stuff that you could just install by brew, that's obviously a lot faster. So yeah, I, I've overall obviously only played with it for a week, only um you know only set up our simple case, but very impressed, very pleased, and very happy. Well, Scotty, if you are very pleased and very happy, I think that the world should stand up and take notice and stop fighting and and cooperate on things that need cooperation. I think we're you know looking at the dawn of a new era. <laughs> Of peace and prosperity. <laughs> there we are. There we are. The, the specials knew what they were talking about back in the 80s. Ah, oh, I still love the specials. So do I. Very <sighs> good. They, 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 uh, did you see they, they did a um, an album recently of protest song covers, which was very good as well. I did not know that. I remember, they you did. know, God, now that, that, that we've, like, you know, reliving the 80s Cold War and, and threat of nuclear annihilation. Warning, warning, nuclear attack. Yes. But I remember that there was a, 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 a an album called Life in the European Theater, um, which had a bunch of songs and that because people were really worried about that and, and for, for, for good reason. And my gosh, I thought that we <laughs> that, that we'd learned, but we haven't, I suppose. Right. Oh, anyway, we're going to get back to tech. So what have you been up to this week, sir? Other than your, well, I mean, you've obviously been doing your hack day. You haven't got the results yet. How, OK, let's let, let, let's uh, let's set up for next week. OK, so last week you were talking about the prep and getting ready for it and, and you know, how your ideas were formulating. Um, you know, now you've submitted it, but it's not been seen or marked yet or whatever else. So, you know, how do you feel it has gone so far? I actually feel really good about it. Truth be told, this is like one of these these ones where, you know, I've been doing Hack Day for a while. I actually did it, you know, as soon as I could. I mean, basically, we 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 used to do it twice a year with with COVID. It dropped off to, to once a year. Maybe we'll get back to, to twice a year now because they did say that this is the winter winter edition. So we'll see. Um, but typically, when I do Hack Days, it's it's to scratch an itch. It's for say, hey, I really want to see this in the, in the, in the app. And it's it's you know, it's definitely a time where you can say, okay, whatever you've dreamed of. You know, even if, if the, the technology seems that may not be there or because of licensing issues or, or 
some other kind of non-tech reason why it could never be done, you still, you know, that's all the more reason where you want to do it and just learn something. So over the course of the years, I've done a bunch. Um, I've won sometimes and 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 been surprised that that, that I won. Uh, you know, and, and it was always because I'm on a winning team. You know, it's like it's it's very rare that you have an individual that does it. There's just no way. Um, um, but other times when I thought, you know, what we had was really good and, and could be productized and, and it didn't work, you know, and, and it, it didn't work, meaning, you know, didn't receive the votes because the voting is done by your peers. Um, and in years past, all the, the demos were done live and it, th- that I think is really cool. Um, but it's also really tricky to be able to, to, to do that and you get two minutes. And so what we used to do is like do one minute of, of setup video and one minute of live demo. And if everything lines up, it can be perfect. And if it doesn't, you can have disastrous problems with AV where, you know, I, I could tell lots of stories, but, you know, that that's everybody knows the horrors of doing live demos. And it's like one of those things, if that doesn't work, then nobody knows what's going on and the clock's ticking and next and off to, to the next hack. So adapting things for COVID, you know, where everybody's working from home, it's all video submissions. There's no live presentation of anything other than live chat when it happens. Um, so it changes the nature of things and and it changes how you prepare things. Um, whereas when I was doing things where there would be a live demo, I, you know, sometimes you would say, all right, how can I make this live demo work as well as possible, even if it's incredibly faked? I've tended, you know, for, for better or worse, when I do hack days of, of any kind, I, I, I don't. I don't have enough video editing skills to be able to, to 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 fake it, so I have to make the software work well enough that I can do screen recordings. Now, of course, you know you 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 can have crashes or the the switching from one app to another. If you do that, may not be smooth. So if you edit those things out, you know I'm just trimming things. But there, I can see that there are plenty of hack teams that will completely fake the software using you know the prototyping tools and stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't do that. Um, and so all that said. The, the the project I'm working on now, um, I think, could potentially be productized. It's one where it requires it's a combination of of you know pre set up media and then user recorded media that can you know uh, melded together for 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 sharing and communication. So as soon as you're talking about that, you know, enter the lawyers and the consideration. Can you do this possibly? And I I was like one of the, while I was doing my research last week, the first thing I kind of saw it's like okay well what is the technology required for doing this could we do it can it be done quickly it's like okay great then the second thing is like can it be done well you know so that a a, a you know a reasonable user could be able to use it and i kind of had the idea yes that could be possible even even with a limited amount of time but the thing that i didn't want to do is get really excited about something and then have it get presented it's like okay well that's nice but there's no way we're ever going to do that to cut that off i sent an email to my friendly neighborhood uh, rights, you know, legal rights person. You know, I sent it to one who said, no, you need to talk to this person. I did explain what was was doing it. And I said, well, there's actually precedent for it, you know. Um, And it it confirmed what I suspected in that it would be impossible for us to release a tool that anybody could could do anything with anything that's playable within Netflix 
but something that would have a a sandbox, a controlled sandbox of what you work with is potentially possible. So once I heard that, then I, that changed the nature of the demo because I, I switched it from being like, you know, use it where the entry point is this editor that starts from the, the in-app player to, you know, go here, see these things, these stems, these starting points that are created based on stuff that you like and watch. And that changed the nature of it because it, in many ways it simplified things. And this was kind of clever, I thought, in that I built this in-app editing tool that the developer, you know, me and my colleagues could use to be able to start and create those things like, oh, yeah, this could work. Get the metadata we need, find another way to, to do the other prep work. You know, I, I, I learned a lot about... A, you know, you always do when you're doing these hacks about how to, 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 to make things, what choices you make and make something that you can say, okay, well, here's the data structure I want to use, but I'm just going to stuff in a local JSON file and then I will make my entities codable or decodable um, so that I can decode them wherever they come from. And, and then that's a real thing, you know, in, in prior days, cause I'm, I'm old, <laughs> I would have just used a serialized property list and turn it into a, an NS dictionary. But, you know, you, you really want to use a JSON and you don't want to have to do a manual, a bunch of manual decoding. So I, I, I did that. And the reason I took the extra time to do it is, is, is just because that's how it gets done in other parts of the app. And, and I wanted to be able to make it so that if somebody looked at it and there's a little bit of momentum and say, hey, you know, we could run this test. I could answer with a straight face like this is not, you know, a month, month's project. This is something where, you know, if we, we get a critical mass and, and get some cooperation, which might have been spurned by people looking at it and being enthused with it, um, then we might be able to do something. So. This is, this is, that was an incredibly long answer to the question. It's like, I feel really good about it. I'm proud of the technology. I'm proud of the presentation. Um, and, and we'll see how it goes. You know, it, it, there's, there's plenty of competition. You have no idea, but I, I, I know it sounds completely pat. Well, it's like, you know, everybody's a winner. You always win when you, you do it. You, you learn something, you, you forge bonds with new teams, you, you know, and so I, I, I can honestly say that, you know, whether we win or not, you know, I, I, I feel, um, that it's been a, a valuable use of time and I feel really good about it. Now I'm going to shut up. And, and and people will say, well, what the hell is it? And I said, I would say that basically I can put the link to the video. I don't know if I can do it in this week's show notes. You may have to wait until next week, but that would be good. And next week, you'll be able to hear my tears and you'll be able to see what, what we built. And you'll say, well, of course, that's why you lost. Or you'll be able to say, oh, my God, of course, that's why you won. I can't wait until to, to see it in the app. So we'll have to leave that cliffhanger for next week. Da, 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 da. There we are. <laughs> that, was that dud? It's the thing. Sorry, carry on. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that um, it is, you know, the, the whole, yeah, we went through a whole thing in this um, country about, you know, part, you know, participation medals and whatever else. And I think it's dropping off a little bit now. And, you know, you, um, you, and you said, oh, everyone's a winner and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, it's good to win and whatever else and learn loads. But actually, I do think from Hack Day, so many good ideas come out of it and so many other things and so many bad, so many real, realizing, you know, within 24 hours or 48 hours, you know, that some, an idea isn't so good is just as valid. So I think it is one of those few occasions where, you know, although winners and losers is still great and um, you should still be competitive, um, the the whole thing does have value in its own right. 
Yeah. Oh, one thing I, I, I will also say is, is you know, it, it's, it's always tricky when you have a lot of passion about something, you want to make it work and you kind of calculate it based on, okay, well, if I work really hard and I don't sleep for a little bit and then I borrow some time here and there and, and, and rope some other people into it, how far can I get? Um, and the, and the answer is that you can, you can get pretty far and you might be able to get somewhere fast, but you're not going to, it's not going to be sustainable. And one thing that I suck at is trying to, you know, break down big projects into smaller pieces. Even your dog thinks I suck. You know, anytime I mention me and failure or I suck, it's like your dog is like going, yeah, rock, rock. That's true. Yeah. Um, the failure dog that, will that call is, it from now on. <laughs> Barky the failure dog. See, see, that's what you need to do a GitHub integration to. As soon as you, you press something in, it sends a shock to the collar and the dog barks. <laughs> That's, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure see, I could program, see, some, program something with a Raspberry Pi to make that work. Exactly. I mean, what else? I've got nothing else to do with my time. Yeah. But to, to finish what I was saying, it's like it, it, that is its own skill. I, I, I've definitely had some, some revelations in general um, that, that may surprise no one or shock a few people. But um, it, it's very easy as a software engineer to think it's like, okay, it's, it would be faster for me to just get things done than to try and, and figure out what pieces could I give to someone else. It's a very, very different skill, and it's very hard to do. And, and doing it well is incredibly valuable. It's what, team, what makes teams of any kind uh, go, go far and go fast and go sustainably. Um, because a lot of times you, you, especially if you're on a team where everybody else is kind of, you know, having to switch between other work and life responsibilities, you don't know how much time people will have. You don't know when something will pop up. So you, so you say, okay, you know, here's what needs to get done. Here's what I can do. You know, does anybody want to volunteer to do this part or can you do something or, or ask or volunteer somebody? And then you, you always have to be prepared to, to kind of fill in if, if for whatever reason somebody couldn't fulfill their part. But you have to get good at trying to figure out how to make people um, helpful and to feel included because otherwise they're not going to want to, to do it. And I think the other thing that, that's helpful is always establishing you know, if you don't know what to do, here's something that can be done. And to, to, to give everybody the sense that, you know, if you're not working on this part, here's something else for the total project. Like, you know, a landing page that explains what it is. Or here's how to, to, to install this beta build. Or here's some samples. Or here's some stuff that might could, get, might could work. And I, I, that's something I need to, to keep working on. But for anybody who, who cares about this stuff, you know, figuring out how to, to, to make people feel included on a team and give them tasks that they can, they can do and say, oh, wow, I contributed and this pushed things further, um, I think is an incredibly uh, valuable skill to have. And I'm trying to get better. I am sure you are. Uh, I'm sure you're very good at it. I'm sure you're very good at it. <laughs> Right. right. Well, um, just quickly, I mean, it's, uh, we don't really deal so much with hardware and things <laughs> on this uh, on this um, uh, podcast. But yesterday, as we record this, there was an Apple event where we saw the introduction of uh, uh, quite a few things. But let's talk really about the 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 Mac Studio and the um, Mac Studio display. Um, any initial thoughts? Well, first of all, your dog is, seems to be, you know, shitting all over it. <laughs> Scotty, I, I will admit that I actually did not watch. I mean, that's, that's not surprising. Even if I wasn't doing Hack Day, I don't know whether I necessarily would have watched live. I, I, a bunch of my colleagues did, and I followed along the snark 
uh, commentary for it. I guess the first thing I should say is that I feel completely, you know, uh, put upon that I no longer have the fastest possible <laughs> Mac device for, for, for doing work. So I'm going to immediately go out and spend, you know, a motorcycle or, or used cars worth of, <laughs> of money on something. Um, so I'm sure it's great. Uh, I, I don't know many details about it and, and lost in this, in the, in, in it is something that I was more kind of curious or, or interested in is to see, you know, would the, the low cost or potentially lower cost, uh, phone device be out there. So I, I don't know. Did you watch? Do you want one? Are you uh, lusting after these things? I've, uh, I think the desktop, I think the, the Mac studio is, is a nice machine, um, it's you know it's it's what's needed to step up from the Mac Mini. It's you know it's halfway between a um, you know a Mac Mini and a Mac Pro. Uh, it's interesting that the 27 inch iMac is is obviously now a dead product because they said in the mm-hmm. in the um, event that um, there's now only one machine left to upgrade and that's the Mac Pro. So they've said they're doing one. So obviously this this machine is the middle going to be the middle machine of the desktops. Um, Mac Mini, Mac Studio, and Mac Pro. Um, so I think from a product strategy of that point of view, it's pretty good. I've only just bought one of the new Mac Pro laptops, so I'm not really um, in the market for a, a Mac Studio right now. Although when I come to um, re- renew, um, uh, you know, in a couple of years' time or whenever it might be, you know, maybe a Mac Studio and then have a separate laptop will be something I will look at. Um, but obviously, for the first time in a long time, we have a a a lower priced than the XDR display, but um, it's still a reasonably you know fifteen hundred dollars. It's not a cheap display, um, and you know I sort of I've been I'm in an hour and about this for you know since since the I watched the event yesterday that. Um, yeah, I I have mixed feelings. Firstly, I think it's a it's a good display. I mean, effectively, it's the same. I believe it's the same panel that was was in the twenty seven inch five K iMac. So it, there is no, um, there there is no uh, difference to the panel. I believe um, I could be wrong there, but I, effectively, I think that's what it is. Or the same panel that would have been in the LG five K Ultrafine. Um, you know. So yeah, you know, it depends how we, where you look at it. The the you know in, in the UK the you know the ultra fine was about twelve hundred pounds, and the um, this display is fifteen hundred pounds. So it's three hundred pounds, you know, a twenty five percent increase. But equally, it's only a couple of hundred pounds cheaper than the entry level twenty seven inch iMac was, which was obviously the display and an entire computer with it <laughs> um, of a reasonable spec. So that sort of Makes me niggle a bit, but equally at the same time, I think it could have been far worse. I think it's a nice display, got a decent camera in. I'm interested to hear the speakers. Obviously, they're selling well because I went on this morning, and as of this morning, you know, it was going to be late April before you could even get one. Um, I suspect if I was to log on now and have a look, it would be even, even, even later. So, um, you know, obviously, people are going to buy these, and that's fine, that's good. And I will eventually get one. Um, uh i'll probably wait and see at least how you know that they don't have a whole bunch of issues with them um when they first come out uh but equally just having a chat about this this morning you know we're trying to ship some software right now and you know we need something to reward ourselves with when it's out and selling and whatever else so we'll maybe you know 
keep hold back a bit and you know maybe treat ourselves when we get something that ships or make our first million or whatever we choose to do uh, on it but i think overall i think the the mac lineup is is looking pretty good pretty good it was interesting i was very interested in the m1 um ultra i think you know the whole fact that it was designed to be a multi-die chip with the connections is interesting and I guess now we have the range of four tri- chips. We'll see the progression uh, the same now. I, th- I suspect we'll next see the M2, which will end up in anything that's currently got an M1 in. We'll end up with an M2. It'll be the next refresh. So that'll be um, the MacBook Airs, uh, which I suspect will have a um, casing refresh next, and the Mac Mini, and uh, um, the iMac, and then we'll see the M2 max and pro with the laptops and then another m2 ultra going into the studio and i'm assuming i'm assuming we're going to see the m2 or the m1 ultra uh, or maybe an m2 in the in the mac pro now whether it's going to be now one with you know the ultra ultra with four (laughs) on there or what i don't know or is it going to be it's going to be interesting is the mac mac pro going to be the same sort of basic system spec as the as the Mac Studio but with expandability as opposed to just being the fixed case where you buy everything which I don't think will be a bad thing either I think that will be you know quite a good way of of doing it do you want our, um, do you want your performance in this sealed box in a nice little neat package or do you want something that's a bit more flexible but there we are but anyway on the whole um I think when it comes to hardware at the moment Apple are doing good uh, I mean they're charging ridiculously high prices for things that could be, you know, less memory upgrades are still ridiculously priced and things like this when they, they shouldn't be. But, you know, that's Apple and that's probably never going to change. Um, it does, you know, piss me off a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. but on the whole, I think, you know, Apple are making a great range of products right now, which is good because a few years ago, none of us were thinking that. Gosh. Well, I mean, I think that this may be the the good place to end the show because we had an introductory kind of bit of happiness. It went a little bit, you know, dark as we were contemplating our, our the beginnings of World War Three, and now we're back to happy. So I, we should try and keep it in this happy place. Um, what do you say, Scotty? Should we stay happy? I think I could manage to stay happy at least until the outro. <laughs> Good try. All right, fine. John, if people want to tell you how happy they are that that you are likely to be a hack day champion or to wish you luck or to put in a preemptory uh, commiseration tweet, where should they do it? <laughs> they should find me in the place where all commiseration and all happiness, all all the entire range of human emotion takes place. And that's Twitter, where you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to welcome you into the warm embrace of GitHub, <laughs> GitHub, uh, you know, actions and, 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 and keep you from ever going back to the janky world of Jenkins, where should they do that? People can join me in my smugness, uh, where everybody <laughs> is smug on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> where I am Mac Devnet, and I would I would love to hear uh, the satisfied purrs of fellow GitHub Action users and the uh, and the um, jealous screams of the Jenkin people. <laughs> okay. uh, well, John, it's been uh, it's been um, it's been nice to end on a positive note and and to have some positive things in there. In fact, it's all been positive today, hasn't it? I think we've been very positive people, um, and uh, I think that that's. That warms the cockles of my heart, as they would say in this country. 
<sighs> well, we hope we've warmed your cockles as well. And until next time, <laughs> thanks for listening. And you take care of keeping your hands off my cockles. <laughs> Something like that anyway. <laughs> Thank you.